Welcome to the Weekly Grind by Investing Caffeine, a podcast designed to wake up your investment brain. This is Wade Sloan, founder of Sadoxy Capital Management, author of How I Managed $20 Billion by Age 32, and lead editor of the Investing Caffeine blog. Well, uh, I want to start out by saying I hope everyone had an amazing March Madness, and I expect everyone did well on their brackets. In full disclosure, uh, Duke basically crushed my March Madness bracket dreams with a one-point loss to Michigan State, but I was not alone, and misery always loves company. Uh, As always, we love to get your feedback, so please provide us your thoughts by messaging us at info at sidoxia.com. That's S-I-D as in David, O-X-I-A dot com, or give us a call at 949-258-4322. All right, uh, we're going to mix up today's podcast by reviewing our monthly investing caffeine newsletter uh, that goes out to a few thousand subscribers along to all our social media platforms um, on Twitter under at Wade Sloan, one word, uh, or Facebook under Investing Caffeine, and then uh, LinkedIn also under Wade Sloan, um, two words. Uh, This month's newsletter is entitled March Madness Leads to Gladness. Uh, Why did I select that title? Well, as usual, uh, there was plenty of madness in March, and this year didn't disappoint. Um, Just as is the case with the annual NCAA basketball tournament, certain investors suffered the agony of defeat in the financial markets. But overall, uh, the thrill of victory triumphed this month, Uh, so much so that the S&P 500 index posted its largest first quarter gain in more than 20 years. Uh, Not only did the major indexes post gains for the month, but the winning record looks even better for the year-to-date results. Um, So if you take a look at 2019 so far, the S&P 500 index is up 13.1% through the end of March. The Dow Jones uh, Industrial Average up 11.2%, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ up 16.5%. Uh, The monthly gains in the indexes were a little more muted, uh, ranging from 0% for the Dow up to 2.6% for the NASDAQ. Uh, So while 2018 ended with a painful injury, uh, the S&P 500 was down 6.2% in the fourth quarter. Uh, That was mostly on the fears of deteriorating China trade deal and a potentially overly aggressive Federal Reserve, um, which has been hiking interest rates since the end of 2015. Uh, The stock market ultimately recovered um, during the first quarter um, to change uh, those deteriorating perceptions. Uh, Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve chairman, indicated the Fed would be more patient going forward in increasing interest rates, and President Trump's tweet storm, uh, for the most part, was optimistic um, regarding the chances of hammering out a successful trade deal with China. So yeah, it really was a tale of two periods, um, with the fourth quarter um, getting hammered and then uh, kind of a V-shaped 
bounce in the first quarter. Um, with the new cautious Fed perspective on interest rates, the yield on the 10-year Treasury note fell by 28 basis points, or 0.28%, for the quarter, uh, taking the 10-year yield from 2.69% down to 2.41%. Um, in fact, investors are currently betting there's a greater than 50% probability the Fed will be cutting interest rates um, before the end of 2019. And um, if you go to Invest in Caffeine, you can click on the link um, where these probabilities change um, on a um, periodic, regular basis. Uh, moreover, in testimony before Congress, Powell signaled the economic dampening policy of reducing the Fed's balance sheet was almost complete. Uh, so, you know, you have two changes in policy that, that are really helping out the market. And um, as you know, all else equal, the shift from a rate hiking Fed to a rate cutting Fed um, has turned uh, what was an apparent headwind into a tailwind. Um, what does this mean for consumers? Well, they're benefiting from this. Um, especially as it relates to the housing market, as evidenced by the lower 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rates, which um, can be found below 4%. Uh, the next segment of uh, the, the newsletter titled um, Economy No Slam Dunk. And, you know, there really is uh, no slam dunk um, in the financial markets. And... Uh, you know, much of the change in the stance by the Fed can be attributed to the slowing economic growth um, seen both here domestically and abroad. Uh, so low rates alone isn't great if, um, you know, the, the primary reason is for, you know, slowing growth. Uh, the, the inflation trends have been positive, but, um, you know, there are other reasons bef behind it. So, for example, here in the U.S., the widely followed monthly jobs number last month only showed a gain of 20,000 jobs, well below the estimates of 180,000 jobs that were expected to be added. This negative job surprise was the biggest miss in more than 10 years. Uh, furthermore, the overall measure for our nation's economic activity, uh, GDP, or gross domestic product, was revised downward to 2.2% in the fourth quarter. Uh, below the previous estimate of 2.6%. Um, all this slowing growth um, led to uh, the inverted yield curve uh, fears coming back, and this is when short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates. The reason this is important is because historically this indicator has been a precursor to a recession. Uh, we've seen that uh, pretty much every recession since World War II, and that indicator is you know consistent with slowing growth expectation. Um, and what we saw is some temporary heartburn during the month um, as we kind of saw this uh, temporary inversion take place. If you combine the slowing domestic economic growth figures with decelerating manufacturing growth in Europe and China. For example, we saw weakness in the contracting PMI or Purchasing Managers Index. Uh, then suddenly you end up with a slowing global growth picture. 
in recent months, the U.S. economy's strength was perceived as decoupling from the rest of the world. However, a lot of this recent data uh, seems to be changing that view. Unfortunately, the ECB, the European Central Bank, uh, and China haven't been sitting on their hands. Uh, the ECB President uh, Mario Draghi announced three measures last month that could ultimately add to some modest economic stimulus. Uh, first of all, it expects the key ECB interest rates to remain at their present low levels through the end of 2019. Um, second, uh, ECB committed to reinvesting all maturing bond principal payments and new debt for an extended period of time. And third, uh, the ECB announced a new batch of targeted long-term refinancing operations um, starting in September. So that's all positive um, for you know stimulus if we're looking at the uh, European Union, but also um, as it relates to China, uh, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang announced the government will reduce taxes, uh, primarily value-added taxes or the VAT, and Social Security taxes. Um, so, based on the rally we've seen in equities, it appears you know investors are taking all of this in, and uh, they're optimistic that these stimulus efforts will eventually uh, succeed in reigniting growth. Uh, the volume of political noise has definitely ratcheted higher, um, and I continually try to remind investors to ignore politics when it comes to their investment portfolios, but even I acknowledge the deafening noise was especially uh, difficult to overlook um, considering uh, the following, which was uh, the Mueller report was completed. Um, Robert Mueller's special counsel investigation into potential collusion as it relates to Russian election interference and alleged obstruction of justice um, was finally concluded after a couple years. Uh, we saw the Michael Cohn um, testimony. Um, and as a reminder, Michael Cohn, he was the former lawyer to President Trump and more specifically, he testified in closed session before the House and Senate Intelligence Committees and in public to the House Oversight Committee. And in the open session, Cohn admitted to paying hush money to two women during the election. And Cohn called President Trump a racist, a con man, and a cheat. Um, I guess the irony is that Cohn is the one heading to jail after being sentenced for lying to Congress, among um, other charges. Um, other political noise, uh, we saw the Paul uh, Manafort news. Um, as a reminder, he was the former Trump campaign chairman, and he was sentenced to prison on bank and tax fraud charges. Uh, as it relates to North Korea, um, President Trump flew 21 hours to Vietnam to meet for the second time with North, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on denuclearization on the uh, Korean Peninsula. Uh, as it turned out, the U.S. president ended up leaving early, empty-handed, without signing an agreement after talks broke down over sanction differences. And then also top of mind is the uh, continuing Brexit drama. 
The House of Commons in the lower house of the UK Parliament continue to stifle Prime Minister Theresa May's plan to exit the European Union uh, with um, repeated votes rejecting um, all of her proposals. Uh, so where we stand now is the Brexit outcomes remain in flux. Um, however, the European Union is doing their best to work with um, Britain. Uh, they did approve an extension to May 22nd to work out kinks if the House can approve May's plan. So, you know, there are a lot of challenges, but there still are some positive signals that remain. Um, and, you know, March Madness reminds us that a big lead can be lost quickly. Um, however, a few good adjustments uh, can also swiftly shift momentum in the positive direction. Although growth appears to be slowing, both here and internationally, corporate profits uh, are clearly not falling off a cliff, and earnings remain near record highs. So as I show in the Investing Caffeine blog article, I have a chart of corporate profits um, over the last 60 years. And uh, this is from the Califia Beach Pundit, Scott Granis. He does some uh, great work. Um, you know, he shows the NIPA profits and the S&P 500 earnings per share trends over, you know, the six-decade period. And uh, it clearly shows, a, you know, the long-term trend going up and to the right and uh, corporate profits at or near records. Um, similar to the stock market, commodities can be a good general barometer of current and future economic activity as well. Um, as, as you can uh, see from the article, not only have commodity prices remained stable in the face of slowing economic data, but gold prices um, haven't spiked um, as they did during the financial crisis. So in conclusion, um, after 2018 brought record growth in corporate profits and negative returns for stocks, 2019 is producing a reverse mirror image, uh, slow profit growth and record returns. Uh, as I started out the podcast, it was the, the best first quarter in more than 20 years. Uh, the volatile ending to 2018 and triumphant beginning to 2019 is a reminder that March Madness doesn't need to bring sadness. It can actually bring gladness. All right, so that concludes another edition of the Weekly Grind podcast by Invest in Caffeine. Thank you again for listening. And before I sign off for the week, once again, I want to thank our executive producer, Kevin Weaver, for providing all the technical expertise. And as always, we appreciate your feedback, so shoot us a message at info at sedoxia.com or give us a call at 949-258-4322. Enjoy your weekly grind, and see you again next week.